0: But our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. I go at the convention, honey.
1: You were the picket of the
0: show. It's fantastic. It's a love the computer business. For 15 years, Harry Tasker's been leading a double life. Mr. President, one of our best men is inside. Transmitting now. Right on time. I don't believe I've met you before. Rehnquist. Harry Rehnquist. Listen to the following code word Helen. H E L E N. Now. They're about to collide. What's your exit strategy? I'm gonna walk right out of the
1: front gate. May I see your invitation, please? Sure. Here's my invitation.
0: Yeah, that worked good. Right the old front
1: gate. lean awesome. back a second? Mr. <laughs> tasker's office. Hi, it's Helen. Is he in? Mm-hmm. How is in a sales meeting, Mr. Tasker?
0: It's not like he's saving the world or anything. See, this is the problem with terrorists. They're really inconsiderate when it comes to people's schedules. Can you press the button for the top floor, please? Hi, Helen. Harry forgot something back at the office. Whenever I can't sleep, I just ask him to tell me about his day. Six seconds and I'm out.
1: Maybe it's just that you're not in touch with your feminist side. Harry. You doing here? Wouldn't believe me if I told you. You know what this is. It's a snow cone maker. Is it a
0: water heater? From James Cameron, director of Aliens and T2. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a Soviet Murph six
1: from an SS-22N launch vehicle. Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Have you ever killed anyone?
1: Yeah, but they were all bad. True lies. What can I say? I'm a spy. Hi right, guys welcome back to the tragedy cinema podcast I'm your host Jimbo and I'm your co-host Kyle Kyle today we will be discussing a movie that you picked out that's right we're discussing true lies true lies mm-hmm. Kyle before we get started I have a little bit of uh, trivia for you slash uh, see if you can guess these right Carl Car- Carl Kyle Carl. yeah Carl. <laughs> Kyle I have in front of me a list of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies ranked mm-hmm from, we'll just go 1 to, let's just go 1 to 15. Okay. Okay. So, Kyle, what is the number one movie on this list? The number one movie on this list? At 100%.
0: Oh, for like Rotten 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 Tomato rating? Yes. Uh... Why well, should be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume? No, no, when you when you're not for that, right? Um I'm just thinking of Sylvester Sloan. I'm just a fool. I'm running off the wrong wrong track. Okay, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Is wrong. It- that is at number two. Okay. Uh really at number two? Number one is Terminator. Number one is Terminator. Okay. Number three being Predator. No, number three is Total Recall. Total Recall. Okay. N- number four is Predator. Number four is Predator. <laughs> um, I'm guessing at that point, maybe two lies at that point? No. Pumping no. iron. Pumping iron <laughs> from nineteen seventy seven. Oh I am, am Marsh iron. Um <laughs> Number six? It's, it's true, lies gonna be like number fifteen is a joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> number six is why. Um,
0: it's not Predator. Um I've already said Predator, haven't I? Uh is it Commando? No. Terminator Dark Fate. Your dark fate. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Number seven. That really we should have got more buzz. And got aside of that, number seven um, is gonna be was it gonna be Collateral or um, no? Oh, the er- Eraser. No, the Terminator child. Three: Rise of the Machine. Okay. Number eight: Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> true Lies.
1: Greatest <laughs> True Lies. Okay. They have commando rank number nine, and I totally disagree. That yeah, should be way the, high. Yeah, yeah. And number ten is the Expendables two. Yeah. I'm like Expendables two. I even mean, just he's not in, trying. He's, is it eleven? Is Red Heat? Twelve we're, we're is twins. Twelve is Stay Hungry. Stay
0: Hungry. Never even heard Never of that one.
1: 1976. And uh, that's a dishonest businessman. Ask Rich Lay about Craig uh, Blake, which is Jeff Bridges, to help him buy a gym, which will be demolished. Sally Fields did it too. Okay, Where number 13, this list? <laughs> 13, The Running Man, fourteen, Conan the Barbarian, fifteen, Last Stand, sixteen, Maggie, seventeen, Kindergarten Cop, uh, nineteen, Killing Gunther. You're telling me Kindergarten Cop? The expandable number than twenty. Twins. I haven't even got to twins, have I? Uh, twenty one, Aftermath. Twenty two is Twins. Twenty two. Twenty three is Sixth Day. Uh, 24th is the Last Action Hero. Twenty-five is a racer. Last nice
0: action hero. Twenty-six oh is gosh.
1: Junior. Twenty-seven, Expendables Three. Twenty-eight, Raw Deal. Well, hey, that got the Raw Deal. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-nine, Terminator Genesis, and we'll stop here with number thirty, Conan the Destroyer. Oh well, thirty-two, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. And then collateral wow. damage, Red Sonya, just to name a few others. order. Batman and Robin, number thirty-six, where we played Mister Freeze. End of days yeah and then uh, last but not least coming in at the very end is uh, from 1979
0: The Villain The Villain The Villain so there you have it Kyle that was the bad guys in Smithville too his, his name was Villain <laughs> I'm not kidding he was <laughs> okay so Kyle uh, now that we've uh, any question for him <laughs> Why did I choose this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why did you choose this? I chose this because it was um um. I've been waiting for it to get re released for the longest time, and James Cameron said like I'll get around to it, and then he finally did this year. And getting around to it was actually just he paid a company to do a four K remaster of it with like looked like AI upscaling kind of stuff too, and they smoothed out all the faces and made it look bad. But you know, i was <laughs> still excited to watch it again.
1: It has been a I probably haven't seen this since '94 or 95. when it came out. Yeah, yeah. and you know. I forgot it's a comedy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Action is, is comedy it, though This is really a just a it, comedy. It, it, it's, 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 it it's pretty slapstick. Yeah, honestly, there's a lot of just like really dumb zingers and one-liners and you know if like if, if like, gosh like the timeline makes no sense for it, but in my mind it was almost like like if James Cameron intentionally tried to make a Michael Bay like movie, this would this is kind of what I think it would feel like. Actually, <laughs> that's that's kind of what no. James I General don't think was there was producing. not enough explosions. Not enough explosions or not enough sexism. I don't know. <laughs> Like, it almost has that vibe of just, like, it's such a hyper-reality and so, like... Just <laughs> exaggerated in terms of like display and, and uh, just aesthetic. It feels more like a Michael Bay film in some ways than a James Cameron film. It's weird to me in that way. So, yeah. But anyways, we'll get right into the film here. Um, True Lies, released on July 15th of 1994. Directed by James Cameron. Written by James Cameron. Claude Zeter. Um, Simon Michael. And Didier um, Kamiki. I'm sure I'm pronouncing those names awfully. Um, produced by Stephanie Austin and James Cameron. Composed by Brad Fidel, the cinematographer was Russell Carpenter, and the casting director was Mally Finn. Budget for the film in 1994 was a whopping $115 million. James Bu- James Cameron, he goes bigger, he goes home. That's just <laughs> the role of the world for James Cameron. Oh my gosh, i got to spend some money. Yeah, what's
1: Avatar going for these days?
0: <sighs> oh, Avatar had to be like the highest-grossing movie in the world for it to make its turn on its investment. It was something like half a billion no, dollars. No, I mean, the watch, what's, the,
1: what's the budget for it these days? Whatever he wants.
0: Oh, yeah, yes. Whatever he wants. Even like the initial deal he made with Fox before it got purchased by Disney was going to be like more than half a billion dollars to make these films. Uh, it was insane. Um, the amount of money he's spending on those films is just like he makes money back. So who cares, right? But at the same time, like he spends all the money in the world. Um, yeah, but just in for inflation, 115 million dollars ninety four would be 236.4 million dollars a day. So nearly a quarter billion just in this movie alone. And man, of all James Cameron's films, I feel like this one, like. It struggles the most to kind of hold up aesthetically. Like some of the um, the early digital effects they had in here just don't quite hold up. And from 1994 to now, you know, some of the digital effects, especially with the Harrier jet scenes, you know, like it's impressive for the time. But as of now, it's like this is aged. <laughs> yeah. Um, opening weekend, it did pretty f- did well for well enough for itself it at 25 and a half million dollars. Adjusted for inflation, that'd be about 53.2. And then gross in USA, it made $146 million just for inflation to be about $300.8 million today. And then gross worldwide where it made the big bucks back, it made up $378.8 million just for inflation to be about $779 million today. So that more than made up for its, uh, you know, Exceptional budget for the time, so it definitely made money back. You know, James Cameron just doesn't miss. That's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the um, plot summary for the film um, we had a written by John Vogel here. Harry Tasker, led played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, leads a double life. At work, he's a government agent with license to do just about anything he wants. While at home, he pretends to be a dull commuter salesman. Oh, dull c- computer salesman. Not a commuter salesman. <laughs> a dull computer salesman. <laughs> He's on the trail of stolen nuclear weapons that are in the hands of a fanatical terrorist group when something more important comes up. Harry finds out his wife has seen another man, played by Bill Paxson, because she needs some adventure in her life. Harry decides to give it to her, juggling pursuit of terrorists on one hand and the adventure of his wife on the other while showing he can tango all at once. You know, I didn't realize that was Bill Paxton. <laughs> it was so funny. It's, it's great. Bill is so underrated in this role. I feel like it's just like he's just playing a full scumbag, and he does it so well. He's so swarmy. Oh gosh, I love him to death in this film. Yeah, like he's such, he makes such a great leading man like Twister or other films like that where like he just always plays such a nice humble guy but when he plays just a scumbag oh he does it so well too it's great <laughs> it's underrated like he's such a scumbag you hate him so much you forget about him almost it's, it's great um, so yeah that's a quick little plot summary of the film uh, moving on to some of the awards here we got a bunch of uh, nominations and a few wins um, but for the 2020 Awards in 2015, the 2020 Awards 2015, we have a nomination for Best Actress, namely the Curtis, Best, and nomination for Best Visual Effects. In the 1996 um, Hubayo Film Awards, oh gosh, i, I definitely butchered that, Hubio, um, was it won the award for Outstanding Translated Foreign Film. Um, then for the 1995 ASCAP Film and Television Awards, it won the award for Top Box Office Film Awards to Brad Fidel. Then in 1996, it was nominated for an Oscar for the Best Effects and Visual Effects for the Time. Once again, like, these kind of, you know, digital effects were groundbreaking for the era they came in. But did it win? No, no, it was just a nomination. I don't know what the actual win was on this list here. Then for the 1995 Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films Awards, it won the award for Best Director, Best Actress, Best Special Effects, and it had the nomination for Best Actor, Donald Schwarzenegger, um, Best Action Adventure, Thriller Film, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Supporting Actor. Next up in the 1995 American Film Editor, uh, American Cinema Editors Awards, it was nominated for the Best Edited Feature Film. For the 1995 American Comedy Awards, it won the award for the American Comedy Award for Funniest Actress in a Motion Picture to Jamie Lee Curtis. Then in 1995, we had the awards for the Japanese economy, the ja- Japanese Academy, geez, for the Best Foreign Film Award. Moving on, turning on the page here, we have the 1995 Blockbuster and Hymn Awards, where it was nominated once again for the bet for Favorite Actress of the Year for Jamie Lee Curtis. Then for the 1995 Cinema Audio Society, where it was nominated for the Outstanding Achievement in Sound Mixing for a Feature Film. And then for the 1995, the probably the biggest awards I got here. Got the Globe. And the, um, Jamie Lee Curtis got the Golden Globe for. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture for a comedy or a musical. And this is definitely a comedy straight-up and foremost. True for the, the, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That could work. That could no. work. It would be a great musical. Oh, just a terrorist, terrorist musical scene sounds amazing. 2024, come on. <laughs> um, next up for the um, – oh, gosh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, too. For the 95, Leggio Tu Oreo <laughs> – Doro, Doro Awards, Um, and won the award for Best Male Performance for, um, Oh my gosh! Uh, Best Performance by Glocko Anorato. What? For dubbing of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the actor who dubbed Arnold Schwarzenegger for... Whichever country the Legiodoro Awards was in, awarded the um, actor for dubbing his award. That's You're going to have to look, look that up. I, I, yeah. Okay. Next up, we have the 1995 MTV Movie and TV Awards. Yes, I have offended somebody for sure. Um, we have a nomination for Best Action Sequence, Best Kiss, Best Comedic Performance, Best Female Performer, and Best Dance Sequence. Best dang sequence. MTV and TV MTV music awards are always like some of the best. <laughs> like, what's the most made-up category? Just so we can get this actor on stage for five minutes. <laughs> oh, it's good. Then for the nineteen ninety-five Screen Actor Guild Awards, we have a nomination for Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role, awarded to uh, nominated to Jimmy Lee Curtis. Then finally for the 1984 Awards Circuit Community Awards, we have a nomination for Best Stunt Ensemble, Best of Visual Effects, and Best Actress in a Leading Role some of the technical details of the film this is a runtime of 141 minutes pretty lengthy runtime for this is yeah definitely like it's just, just there's like a third act there where you're like really i think we i think we're done and blowing like, up already and it's like was like no 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 he's got to do a harrier jet
1: thing like you oh, know i okay. thought i thought oh they're kissing and an atomic bomb's going over the
0: ocean yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like the logical conclusion but then it is like a third act <laughs> oh, no, is like they took your daughter like, you got to rescue your daughter back. back it's <laughs> like jeez oh, i got another 20 minutes to go okay <laughs> Really is just th- like we we had too many threads. We gotta we gotta finish the last thread. Like oh okay, so I'm gonna get a hairier jet. And do a final act thing, which is very funny. Um, Sound mix is a seven millimeter six track for the seven linear prints, and it'll be digital for the remastering for DVDs and Blu-rays and 4Ks and all that. Color info: This is of course a color film. I just hope so for 1994. Aspect ratio is 1.78 by one for the open matte edition, and for the seven prints, it was. 2.20 by 1, and then 2.39 by 1 for, I guess, some Blu ray and DVD and something like that. Um, the camera views, they use a lot of cameras. <laughs> it's a big list of cameras, I'm not going to go through that. <laughs> I'm not here for all that. It no, nears the audience, I'm sure. Um, and that concludes the technical details. Now we get to move on to the exceptional cast of this film here. So, starting up, we of course have Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the role of Harry. Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, easily well known as one of the biggest action stars throughout Hollywood for the last forty years, <laughs> give or take. Um, we have films like Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and of course all Terminator films from 1991 all the way to you know Terminator Dark Fate that released just a couple years ago. Uh, Predator in 1987, Twins in 1988, and Last Action Hero in 1993. So of course you know <laughs> any great action movie top ten list you're going to see a Schwarzenegger in there, you know almost certainly. Next up, of course, we have in legendary um, the the original sque- scream queen icon, Jamie Lee Curtis, playing the role of Helen. Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, most iconic for her role as a, you know in the um, film Halloween nineteen seventy eight, and of course the remix that came out in well, not remix, um, the legacy sequels in twenty eighteen to now, those three movies, and uh, such films is also Trading Places and with Dan Aykroyd in nineteen eighty three, and um, Knives Out in twenty nineteen with uh, Ryan Johnson directing that one. And next up, we got Tom Arnold playing the role of Gib. Um, Tom Arnold is also in the film um, The Stupids in 1996. You know, I'm my own grandpa. Stop telling me who's that. Share that again. song. It's stuck in your head now. Uh, Big Bully in 1996 and McHale's Navy in 1997. Then next up, of course, we have the amazing Bill Paxton playing the role of Simon. Bill Paxton, very much like he was James Cameron's boy for like a good two decades there, like. <laughs> but of course, Bill Paxton also stars films as uh, Aliens in 1986. Twister, also in 1996, and uh, Edge of Tomorrow in 2014. And, of course, um, Titanic back in uh, 2001 or something like that. And in 2001, was it 1999? Was Titanic, I think it was? 98, I believe, wasn't it? 98? Okay. Now I'm uh, top uh, of my head. Yeah, 98, yep. I think. Next up, we have uh, T, uh, T. Career, uh, playing the role of Juno. Um, T. Career was also in Wayne's World in 1992. She was also in Wayne World 2, I believe, two years later, 94, I believe it was. And then she was also in My Teacher's Wife in 1995. And she was in the film Lilo and Stitch in 2002. Then next up, we have Art Malik playing the role of Aziz. Um, Art Malik was also in the films Harem in 1986, The Wolfman in 2010, and The Living Daylights in 1987. Next up, we have Eliza Dushku playing the role of Dana. Eliza Dushku was also in the films um, Bring It On in 2000. Um, she was in the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 1997 to 2003. And she was also in the film The New Guy in 2002. She's young Elijah Wood. This is I think definitely 12 yeah. Years old, she, I think. She's yeah, twelve or fourteen, I believe it is. she's fourteen, in the mo- her character's are 14 a fourteen movie. I know they have a dialogue about that in the movie. I don't know how old I she was she's in the 12. film though. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely a, it was definitely surprising because I had no idea if she was in there. And like I, I watched Buffy growing up, so I was like, oh hey, it's, it's like oh hey, that's a really young Elijah Dushku. How About that. Um, then next up we have Marshall Manish playing the role of Caleb. Marshall Manish was also in the film The Big Lebowski in 1998. Next we have James Allen playing the role of Colonel. James Allen was also in Rhapsody on Rails in 1997. Then we have Jane Morris playing the role of Janice. Uh, Janice, sorry. Jane Morris is also in the film Frankie and Johnny in 1991. And then finally we have Patsy Chappelle playing the role of of Allison, and she was in the movie Inspector Gadget in 1999. Yeah, that's right. Um, one more thing, though, um, Charlton Heston does have a small as an uncredited role as Spencer Trilby. Of course, Charlton Heston best known for Ben Hur in 1959. Um, there's much other uncredited roles here How too. How can it be
1: uncredited?
0: I don't know why, but that's what IMDb tells me, so I believe it as the gospel truth. Jimbo. Oh, wow. we'll save it for your trivia notes later to tell us why it's uncredited. Maybe they didn't pay him. That could be it. He just it showed up one day. He's like, "Hey, you want to be in a movie?" He's like, yeah, "Of course, I'm Charlton Heston." <laughs> as he does. Uh, so, anyways, that's going to conclude the cast, though of True Lies and Jimbo, I'm going to throw it to you. Tell me all of the juicy, juicy, Kyle, juicy. Have, you, have you ever told a true lie? Um, I've told a I've told a lie truthfully. <laughs> Have I mean, you, Jimbo? <laughs>
1: Kyle, I mean, almost every time we record, I said you did a good job. <laughs> it's funny because I suck. Oh, it's geez. funny because it's true. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. All right, moving on. Um, so here we go. The U.S. government supplied three Marine Harriers and their pilots for a small fee of a hundred thousand uh, dollars, or a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know how I'm trying to say. I'm calling it up here. Or $2,410 per hour. Oh, that's not.
0: That sounds like a really good deal.
1: (laughs) For an area (laughs) chat? Give me the body count for this movie.
0: The body count for this film.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's see if you can get it.
0: I'm. mm, Okay. If this
1: this was the price is right, and you had to
0: give me a body count without going over. I'm gonna go on-screen, desk. I'm gonna say eighty-five. You are
1: really close, ninety. Wow, wow! I almost nearly You it. would have won both the showcase wow. showdowns. That was really cool. <laughs> I didn't expect it that close. He cheated. That's he awesome. looked it up. No, up. I was like really just thinking there. That's cool. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, the set of the bra and matching panties worn by Helen Tasker or Tasker, during the striptease scene were Jamie Lee Curtis's own. Curtis rehearsed the scene extensively with director James Cameron. It was there that the fall she makes in the middle of the dance was conceived. It didn't happen spontaneously during the actual shooting, as is often claimed. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was not told be- of this beforehand, though. Uh, this is sent out when Harry briefly sets up an alarm and realizes that he is breaking character and then relaxes. They did another take with the same gag, but Harry's reaction didn't look as spontaneous. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Hey uh, Kyle, I'm going to have you rehearse with Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> extensively, hours. Extensively.
0: James at- Cameron is like, "This is going to be a full day, <laughs> <laughs> Took hours." Maybe, maybe come back tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like we're going to get this right.
1: <laughs> Are you ready for this, Kyle? A sequel was in the works. Oh yeah, yeah Which um, had been talked. Uh, which if it would have been made. It would have been released sometime in 2002. Oh. This mm-hmm. was eventually scrapped. Or at least indefinitely definitely shall do the script problems as well as the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Yeah. Cameron even said in an interview that he dropped his sequel plans because, in this day and age, terrorism just isn't funny anymore. No, no, you can't. I
0: don't think terrorism was ever funny, <laughs> James, but... No, no, that's definitely the surreal part of this movie. The idea that you're literally dealing with Middle Eastern terrorists in this film, but they're played like like, Three Stooges <laughs> level of just, It's like, kind of like Hot Shots. It's <laughs> like, oh, he fell hot and he hit his balls. The, yeah, he, that's that's, that's it's all it is. What it is. That's all it is. It's on the wing it's of the and I'm like, what am I watching? It's so absurd. It's the none of tell. it seriously at all. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, you couldn't make that, especially in 2001. <laughs> Even today, like, I don't know. <laughs> there's a very real
1: conflicts this is about. <laughs> After Terminator 2 Judgment Day, James Cameron, Cameron initially wanted to make Spider-Man the movie... From an R-rated script that he had written earlier, starring none other than Leonardo DiCaprio as Peter Parker and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Doc Ock,
0: the different world we would have Can had you if imagine, that film got made. What, are, what? Like, does the MCU even exist? In or, or, is it, or is it better? Oh yeah, is it better? Is it fantastically worse? Like the entire like like there was never a Robert Downey Jr. comeback tour. It was just Leonardo DiCaprio doing Spider Man for. But can't you see Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> Doc Ock just ripping people in half and oh smashing their God. skulls? An R rated script, yeah. Spider Man sounds a, he'd like he'd be tearing them up. R rated Spider Man sounds amazing. I want to see that for sure. But oh my gosh, yeah, I have no idea. Different world that would have been. Uh, James world.
1: Cameron can be heard as the helicopter pilot who says, "Yeah, she's got her head in his lap." Yahoo! Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the horse in the hotel scene was filmed in the lobby and elevators of the Weston Bonaventure Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. When the film was initially released, the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee was one of several groups to hold a protest at a Washington, D.C. theater. The groups attacked the film for its depiction of Middle Easterners as homicidal religious zealots. A demand for the boycott of the movie was called, as well as a ban of its distribution in 54
0: Arab and Muslim countries. Oh. I get it, because <laughs> I, I, they're they're cartoons of who they are. They're like a Jeff Dunham bit. Of, like, Ahmed the terrorist, kind of, <laughs> I kill you levels of just like, do, 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 just barely, <laughs> like, they're barely above that in terms of, like, how seriously you supposed to take them. So I get the idea of, like, actually, this is a really racist depiction, probably. They're probably right at the time, honestly. Like, now I can see it as more of a joke, it's more of a broad cultural viewing, but, like, now, like. But what about Hot Shots when they. Charlie Sheen and, well, the guy that played Saddam Hussein, you remember that? Hot Shots could probably have the same criticism as but, yeah. like, c- because it's all being taken as a cartoon, it's a little bit more forgivable versus, like, true lies. I think they're trying to play. Even though it is still ridiculous now to look at it, they probably thought, like, like was explaining, like, a straight guy, a regular a regular guy kind of thing, a regular super spy guy, of being like, this is the realistic part. But then the of the terrorist group, is the dumb cartoon stuff and that's how they view real people. So I could see it being, like, racist then, now it's more, it's all ridiculous. Nice try, Kyle. Don't be racist, Jimbo, I tell you. <laughs> well, you're the one that said, <laughs> <laughs> because it is depicted as a cartoon, it's okay. Well, no, and Hot tracks do it because they're all being, like, exaggerated to their cartoonish expectations. So, it yeah, kind let, of me you, let me the ask you a role. question, then. Boy, this could go really bad. Okay, cool, Jimbo. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's dig this hole for yourselves.
1: So, are you saying it's okay to have blackface in a cartoon and not in movies? No.
0: Is that Uh, what you're saying? No. Because you're saying it's straight cartoon. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm saying that when you treat all characters by their exaggerations, you are kind of bringing light to all these kind of racial absurdities to a degree. That can kind of bring light to all of them. So, like, if you're making fun of all races at once, it's a lot more forgivable than making fun of just one race So you're saying if
1: every person in the cartoon had blackface, it would be okay?
0: (laughs) No, I'm saying if every... I was like, (laughs) I can't get out of the cartoon... Where every single race was depicted in like their most exaggerated terms and how, in highlighting how absurd that depiction is, that's not racist. So kind of like similar. if Mel
1: Brooks was to exactly
0: like if Mel Brooks did a cartoon like that, he would have had those exaggerated depictions of everyone, and like it was well, been a Blazing Saddles. You Just go ahead and call Blazing Saddles. Well, even then, Blazing, Blazing Saddles isn't just black people too. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying of the, depicting the, the the you know the Mexicans yeah. and the yeah know, yeah, yeah depicting like that too. So if you're going into those exaggerations, you're highlighting how absurd those depictions are, and you're also kind of like. You're, make, you're making those stereotypes not in a negative light necessarily. You're making fun of the people who make those stereotypes in the first place. So that's where you kind of get that balance of. And, like, I get it. It can be kind of a gray area at times where it's messy. It's hard to say, like, oh, they're racist because if they're offended by it, then, like, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong to be offended by it. It's how you feel. It's how you feel. But in general, for general audience precipitation, I'm not going to say, like, oh, this film is bad for this and that reason. I don't know. It's a mess. <laughs> I'm a white guy. What do you expect me to say? Oh, my God. I don't know, but I, I was wanting to I'm see. Not you of, you. I'm not going to tell you. I am the expert on all racism. You should have seen it. Kyle's <laughs> over sweat sweating. He's <laughs> like, "How am I going to get out of this?" <laughs> <laughs> we got the disclaimer at the beginning. We're fine. <laughs> oh,
1: God, <geez. laughs> uh, any hate mail, please forward to <laughs> Kyle Zader at the Transducer We You got convention. a disclaimer. I can't. I can't be racist now. <laughs> Originally, the writer wanted uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character during the horse chase sequence to chase after the suspect through the reflecting pool at the Washington Monument. However, the National Park Service refused to allow that to happen.
0: Nice, uh, so that would have been cool too. You should have blown up the National Monument. Cool, Lincoln statue. Exactly, Lincoln just, Monument. The statue just falls out. Or the Washington Monument just topple over down down. Yeah yeah. Oh, Lincoln cool. Like, it was not not Rushmore, and the Harrier jet just blew up every head. <laughs> <laughs> The amazing. <laughs> Just and at, destroying And at national the end, icons. they're building it back, and it's Schwarzenegger <laughs> it's, and Stallone. Yeah, it's Stallone,
1: yeah. <laughs> Jesus, over <Dado laughs> whatever. Jeez, Kyle. So now we've went through destroying national monuments.
0: Yeah, deploying at
1: Mount Rushmore. Jeez. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, many problems uh, plagued the shooting of the opening sequence. The mansion scene was filmed on an extremely cold night, and the mansion itself was not heated. All of the women wore dresses with nothing underneath, and a costume change room was set up outside in the cold. Kerosene lamps were used to heat the tents. One of the extras' blouses
0: caught on fire. Oh, my gosh.
1: For their suffering through this harsh cold that night, the extras were paid an additional $50. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: Nice. (laughs) See Michael Bay pull that off like, like
0: in film, This is rough work and that does not sound like enough For like uh, hey you worked in the extreme cold it's like I don't know maybe I would have been okay With that if I was a worker that day but also Like that sucks it's not good enough oh, uh,
1: The sound stage Where they shot the Harrier scale model Was the largest 180 degrees Green screen background ever Built
0: Elisha dushku, nowadays we just have that like that giant mandalorian dome screen room that we film everything in
1: uh, elisha dushku broke some ribs during the filming of her harrier jet stunt scenes it was later revealed by dushku that this li- li- likely wasn't entirely an accident which we get to later on in the trivia and i'll explain why when the she wor- was a child for god's sake well you're getting ready to find out okay so. hang 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 tight to those thoughts hang tight to those thoughts Jeez. This, the appearance and traits of Spencer Trilby, which was Charles, Edison, is based on Nick Fury, a Marvel comic character.
0: Makes perfect sense. And now, he yeah. wasn't
1: supposed to wear an eye patch, but he came in with pink eye that day. So the wardrobe department added, just added, added to an that's fantastic. Oh, I love it,
0: it, it. Does add to his character. It does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a production took sufficiently long for the movie to run significantly behind schedule. Tia Carrera's contract was only for seven weeks, but began because of long periods of shooting. She ended up earning seven months of pay. Oh my God. For seven weeks. Seven, seven weeks,
0: <laughs> seven months of pay for seven weeks. Where can I get that job, right?
1: Well, no, she had to work seven weeks, <laughs> we can- but it was only supposed
0: to, or seven yeah. months. It's only supposed to be seven weeks. Oh, it's supposed to be seven. Okay, but still Hopefully seven, she get paid by the week. Seven months so of pay, No, that sounds great. Let's get actor.
1: this. Bill Paxton, well, he was able to shoot a whole nother movie during breaks of filming. <laughs> James Cameron was briefly called by Roseanne Barr, who demanded that he allow her soon to be ex husband Tom Arnold to return to the set of Roseanne. <laughs>
0: Well, that, that's... Do you have the ice cream? Oh, I do. You do have the ice cream? Okay, okay I'll, I'll let you have it. <laughs> that's amazing. I right, originally Rose cast... Roseanne Barr complained to James Cameron. I want that recording so bad. Right. I want that recording so originally bad. Originally cast for Helen Tasker, but was forced
1: to down the road because she has another movie signed to know, was oh. none other than Jodie Foster. Jodie
0: Foster. Could she have played off Helen? I I mean, I'm going to say for the strip scene alone, yes. <laughs> just God, personally. This, this true lies is... <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: Artist Schwarzenegger's biggest challenge for the movie was not doing all the physical stunts but dancing the tango. He had to take dancing lessons to realistically perform the dance. He rehearsed the scene for about six months as he wanted to make sure he was as good as the tango as Al Pacino was in
0: Sin of a Woman. That's in- like the dances were incredible. I thought difficulty would just be his pronunciation of all the different dialects he was doing <laughs> and, and, and like, there's like so, literally going like the foreign language, foreign language, foreign language. Just like, I don't know how he did that. <laughs> uh, I- the urinal. Arnold Schwarzenegger,
1: an Australian native, is whistling Idleweiss, which was from what American stage play? Kyle. Spider Man. I have no idea. What the Sound are. of Music. Sound of Music. <laughs> uh, at one point in the film, Tasker uses an MK two hand grenade to kill several terrorists. For those wondering where this grenade came from, it was originally in the script that Juno put a grenade between Helen's legs, saying all she has to do is keep her legs closed, which Helen remarks is a problem Juno seems to have. When the two escape, Harry repinned the grenade using Helen's diamond earring for use again later. They cut this scene out of the film, causing the grenade's presence to be a continuity error. However, the scene remains in the novelization by Dewey Graham and Dwayne Dillamico. This grenade, complete with the earring in place of the pit, is prominently visible on many of the posters for the movie and on the Region 2 DVD cover. Oh, wow. I got to look that up. i yeah. also got to look up the
0: novelization because I might have to read that sometime. You <laughs> ain't going to read it. Probably not. Audiobook, maybe. Audiobook. Comic maybe. book. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, when Harry tells Gibbs that Hell is having an affair, Gibbs tells the story about his second wife taking everything when she left him and even the ice cube <laughs> trays in the freezer. Who would take the ice trays? This is a direct reference to Tom Arnold's divorce from Roseanne Barr that was happening at the same time. She was reported to having. Uh, taken his ice cube trays which he left him as well that is hilarious the diamond is on the hand (laughs) grenade
0: i never noticed that before (laughs) at one
1: point helen says i married rambo james cameron co-wrote rambo first blood part two did you know that yes i did i did Hmm. as of 2023 kyle this is the only feature film that james cameron has directed to be nominated for academy award for best visual effects and not
0: win in that category oh wow I bet he's still bitter about that this day, too. Like, he goes, talks to his kids, and he always mentions, True Lies didn't get the award. They deserved it deserved Where's the lie? Where's the lie? <laughs> he's got to bring it up every other day or something like that. Like, at least once a week, he brings up the
1: fact he didn't win the award. There you go. Kyle, this was one of the last first-run films to have a 70-millimeter release. Oh. Uh, James Cameron paid for 16 70-millimeter prints of the film.
0: That's Awesome.
1: During the motorcycle and horse chase scene, the elevators ridden at the Marriott Hotel in Washington, D.C. are actually at the West End Bonaventure Hotel in Los Angeles, also using the climax scene of In the
0: Line of Fire. Mm -hmm. Man, actual location shooting is always so much better, in my opinion. Do you really think that was a horse in the the elevator? I'm going to say, yeah, sure. Why not? They probably fit one in there. Yeah, yeah. But actual location shooting, it always feels amazing to me when they actually shoot on locations. Uh, The director trademarked James Cameron. uh,
1: The white frame. When Helen punches Harry in the face, a single solid white frame is spliced at the moment of impact. This film trickery accurately conveys a flash a person sees when they get hit in the head. It was also used in The Abyss when Cat punches coffee in the face and in Terminator 2 Judgment Day when Sarah clocks Douglas in the face with a mop handle.
0: I feel really dumb that I've never noticed that before. Now i got to stare at it. And like, All right, sure, here's, here's, here's some flash. people <laughs> that were
1: considered for the role of Albert Gibbs. And Are you ready? For, Albert Gibson. Uh, that was Tom Arnold's character. Tom Arnold's character. Dan Aykroyd.
0: Dan Aykroyd. That would have been per- uh God, he would have been amazing, actually great. Yeah, he would have been great at Bill it. Bill Murray. Once again, perfect. John Goodman. The role is just be funny. That's all you had to be. And these guys are funny. And Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. Could, could, could Adam Sandler have done it? I don't think he was born yet. <laughs> Adam Sandler was born. He was. <laughs> Jim Carrey? That was, you like, Jim Carrey that was in there? like the height of his SNL career right there. What are we talking about? he could have done that. <laughs> Chris Farley? Oh, Chris yeah. Farley. <laughs> Uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, Eddie Murphy would have been cool. Oh no, wasn't the original Johnson or whatever from uh, Die Hard, uh, the cop and Die Hard, uh, cop and Die Hard. Yeah, who's the guy yeah. with the uh, Jackie Chan? Um, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he probably was too young for that, but still, Chris Tucker would be cool too.
1: When asked uh, during an interview whether his wife was bothered by him sitting there watching Jamie Lee Curtis strip, Arnold Schwarzenegger said that she asked him about it and he assured her, "Honey, I hated every hour of it." <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger dreamt about playing a James Bond kind of spy when he was a kid. So this was his, you know, movie that he's always wanted to do. That's really cool. Uh, this was Arnold Schwarzenegger's comeback film after the high-profile flop of what movie,
0: Kyle? Oh, was it the Junior from the movie, the no. one where had the had a baby? No, um, well, it was Last Action Hero. Last? Oh, that, I always get movie flop because it's so good. <gasps> I like Last Action Hero. I think that, that doesn't
1: works. mean it was a flop. You like a lot of movies that seem to be flops. Shut up! <laughs> uh, this was the first Hollywood movie to be released in Vietnam since the Vietnam War.
0: What a weird movie!
1: <laughs> can you can you imagine? Can you imagine if they were Vietnam terrorists? <laughs>
0: releasing released <it> in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking like yeah that is the most like pro-America America propaganda film ever to, for them to come back to I'm just, oh, just, just look at this Harrier jet the US made isn't it amazing that's all the movie is you know I think they used one of these to bomb us look, look how powerful the American government is the movie
1: first movie to come to Vietnam after the war that's oh, hilarious man. Jamie Lee Curtis called this film without question the greatest experience of my professional life so far who which, did Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie Lee which, C- really wow, wow. Tom Arnold also said that this is his favorite movie he's ever been in.
0: I can see that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He
1: hasn't been in many other three films. (laughs) Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't supposed to drop the tape recorder. James Cameron liked it, and he kept it in. Cool. Uh, You have to watch the movie to get that. That that is one of the greatest scenes. Uh, Harry's horse was played by four different horses because they each had different skills. Oh, for the running and the picking up. and The jumping. I don't know. Jumping. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a lot of his own horseback riding. He says he couldn't have done it without his riding experience on the Conan movies. Oh. What, you don't have the horses in the cast? I probably don't have skipped horses.
0: Four <laughs> different Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I like to see where he's just, just talking to the horse. It reminds me of that scene of Jingle All the Way where he punched the deer in the face. You just, I have to touch him just to punch the horse. What kind of cop are you? Bam. And just smash him and he gets knocked out.
1: Tia Carrere named this as her favorite role of all time because I got to be a villain.
0: Awesome. Yeah, uh, Jamie Lee
1: it. Curtis was glad her character was nervous because she was nervous about some scenes, too. Oh, I bet. There was definitely some self-conscious scenes there for sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger recalled, the hardest thing was sitting in a cockpit for hours and days and weeks. It was 100 degrees inside. That was torturous.
0: I bet he barely fed in there, too. <laughs> he was a big, big guy. Uh, he, he, you know, he was 10 pounds in a 5-gallon hat right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Kyle, did you notice that Simon and Harry... Are mirror images of one another. Simon is a salesman pretending to be a spy, and Harry is a spy pretending to be a salesman. Yeah, yeah.
0: And they even take. he takes credit for literally his
1: operation too, as a spy stuff. That's I know. That's Hilarious. Uh, the name on the door of the office, which the Harrier backs into during the final aerial scene, is D Simpson. This is a reference to a legendary producer, Don Simpson, who produced the very aerial Top Gun, among others.
0: Awesome. It's uh, a crossover fi- movie, you yeah. know, Top Gun, True Lies 2. Top <laughs> Gun, Lies. Yeah.
1: Uh, to film the scenes on the old Seven Mile Bridge in the Keys, like the arrival and takeoff of the Harrier Jet, the production crew closed down the traffic on new Seven Mile Bridge at, interv- at intervals for several minutes at a time. Whenever this happened, women were sent among the stop cars giving drivers Pepsis and bumper stickers that read, I was stopped on the Seven Mile Bridge by Omega Sector. <laughs>
0: That's such a dumb promo. <laughs>
1: Dude. Oh my god. Oh, but will you tell me you wouldn't have took a sticker so that said that Kyle. dumb. I know you and just your stickers. Beautiful women models hanging out Pepsi's and bumper stickers. Who wouldn't can love you that? day? can get one of those bumper stickers on eBay. I bet i on eBay, Or you
0: can get a reproduction of them. I bet you could. No, have. not a repro. I, I want an original. I bet you can get a repo of them. I get a repo of them. I wouldn't mind. I don't need an original. <laughs> Oh, you need an original. Yeah, we need to, to, to have sign a hey, hey, there you go. you spent to spend $1,000 on this bumper sticker. <laughs> if Bill Paxton signed it, maybe. Because I don't think he's alive anymore. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, did you hear the to make on top, uh, top Gun 3, by the way? They're going to do a Top Gun. We're no, not talking 3? about Top Gun right now. He's going to well. the CIA. Let's Let's real he's going to fight robots. All right. <laughs> Is he he's going to fight robots? That's what I said, yeah. Oh, no. I didn't even know idea.
1: It's a crossover between Top Gun and Minority They just announced
0: they were going to work on it, but...
1: According to the Guinness Book of World Records, this is the first movie to have a production budget of $100 million. And this, may, and, uh, this made it the most expensive movie at any time, breaking the record of James Cameron's previously movie Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It would lose this record next year to what movie, Kyle?
0: Next year? Uh, I don't know what it would be.
1: Waterworld. Waterworld. Oh, right. Waterworld. I really liked Waterworld. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people didn't. I thought it was a good movie. I like Kevin Costner so. in one. Yeah, I just like Kevin Costner in it, it. Yeah. It was a good movie. Waterworld. And Dennis fine. Hopper with the eye. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Uh, James Colburn, <laughs> who worked with two, uh, two years later with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Eraser, said this was his favorite action film. I oh, here again. you go. Here's another person f- that turned down the road of like Gibbs. Gibbs? Okay, Tom yeah,
0: Arnold. Joe Arnold. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. <laughs> Just, just just, having two scenes of Joe Pesci and Tarno sitting standing next to each other is alone hilarious. Just Tom Arnold just standing like, you know, Joe Pesci barely comes up to his belly button. Yeah! Uh, oh, here you go, Kyle. Remember I was talking
1: about Elijah Dushku? Here you go. Mm-hmm. And you probably didn't know this. So in January of 2018, so just a few short years ago, uh, Elijah Dushku revealed that she was a 12-year-old actress making this movie... She was sexually molested by the film's 36-year-old stunt coordinator, Joel Kramer. Dushku detailed how Kramer groomed her for several months to gain her friendship and her parents' trust, contrived to spend an evening alone with her, and then molested her. Dushku also said that after an adult friend confronted him on the set about the abuse, she was injured during a stunt. Dushku alleges that this was no small coincidence. To be clear... Over the course of those months rehearsing and filming True Lies, it was Joel Kramer who was responsible for my safety on a film that at the time broke new ground for action films. On a daily basis, he rigged wires and harnesses on my 12-year-old body. My life was literally in his hands. He hung me in the open air from a tower crane atop an office tower 25-plus stories high. Whereas he was supposed to be my protector, he was my abuser. After her statement, Douche co-star Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, and James Cameron all tweeted their respect and admiration for her bravery. Jeez.
0: Well, that's just whiplash. That's just not... That's just, <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's, it went sir. from being a funny movie to a serious moment there, Kyle. But that I actually saw Elijah Jusku in person in 2016 for like all of five seconds. That was the first Comic-Con I ever went to and I saw it for all of five seconds passing by and I was going to bring that be a whole story about me losing my mind and realizing that I was a super fan of all Comic-Cons because I saw Elijah Jusku for, 10, for like five seconds when she just walked by with her dog and now it's a really, really dark scene <laughs> I didn't realize she revealed this two years terrible, terrible event that... No, 2016 was the year I went. Yeah, but two 2018,
1: 2018 is when she... Oh, so you said Jay- 2016. Yeah, January
0: 2018, mm-hmm. so it was still a secret back then. Okay, geez. That's rough. That's, yeah. that's absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah, it's the
1: little stuff you find out when you you know, start looking into how a movie was made and stuff. So it's, uh, Hollywood is a machine most foul. <laughs> and, you know, to be clear, I'm sure this happened or used to happen a lot more... Uh,
0: that's, I mean, a lot more like, still happens. That's, happens lot, no, I'm just saying that yeah. a lot
1: more that you don't know about I haven't heard about Oh, yet. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it's an iceberg. It's yeah. an iceberg. You know, 10% of the surface. 90%. 90% or more all the way down. Yeah. People who never talk about it because that's well, what it is. But let's move on
1: from that sad note. Let's have a more cheery topic, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> more cheery. In the bathroom scene. <laughs> what?
0: A, what a, uh, the second Hardy term. Weinstein said. No, no.
1: <laughs> uh... On the plane to Epstein... No, no. Uh, (laughs) Okay, let's get back to this. In the bathroom scene, the second terrorist to come in wearing a similar outfit uh, and has the same build and general appearance as the T-80 in the nightclub scene of the Terminator. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a near fatal accident on set during the horse riding scene. When his horse got startled and ran out of control, Schwarzenegger managed to slide off the horse but did this near a 30-foot drop-off. His personal stuntman saw what happened and was able to grab him before he went over the edge uh, the oh ledge. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah, once again, whole different world of Arnold Your dies Oh, that would be
1: sad. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Uh, during the final tango when Helen slides on the ground, Jamie Lee Curtis said that this was because they had rehearsed it so much that her legs were tired and gave out on her during the take, so she struggled to get back up. Initially, Curtis was uh, angry. James Cameron kept it in the movie, but then realized that it was totally what the character of Helen would have done. Uh, the film uh, was referenced in the 2019 MCU film Captain Marvel, where Carol Danvers accidentally blows up the film's poster.
0: That's, oh, yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah. In the, in the I, I, haven't I haven't watched it. Is it good? I watched it when it came out. It was really, really good. I haven't watched it since then, though. Oh, so it might not be good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I so you're going to watch the Marvels? I, I did. I did watch the I I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the first one, actually. I oh. thought the Marvels was a really great movie. It didn't deserve to bomb. Um, Ant-Man Quant Mania sucked. The Marbles was really good, and then everyone was like, "Ah, women!" And then, then they well, got. Well, I think they're political. just. I
1: think they're just about over the MCU when you start expanding it into. Oh yeah, they're all bombed. You know, it's not a big deal. Well, I mean, like, like, when they start expanding it into lesser known comic book characters, I think you're going to get that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving That's,
0: on, we have a broader MCU talk another time if you want yeah. to. <laughs>
1: uh, Charlton Heston's character was not originally planned to have an eye patch, as I told you earlier. He arrived mm-hmm. on the day of filming with pink eye, and the costume department swiftly fixed the problem. He also insisted on having the character named Tribly, as this was his favorite hat. Oh, the Shripply Hat. Yeah, all right, here's some roles for Helen Trasker. Are yeah, you ready? Okay, Tell me yeah. yes or no. Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Yes. I'm going to say yes to all these. To me. Annette Attractive woman. Yes, Annette, I want to see Annette, Annette Benning. Yeah. Melanie Griffith. Melanie. I don't remember what she was in. What's Ma- Melanie Griffith in? Madonna. Uh, Madonna. Uh, no, she's not an actor. She's a musician. She was in an act. She played uh Who's she, That Girl she, she Okay, let me put it back. She never acted. Wow. <laughs> State of musician. Wow. Sharon Stone. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 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 Gina Davis. Yes, yes. absolutely.
1: Rosanna Arquette. I don't remember what she was in.
0: Uh, I don't remember. You, do you like movies or not? I was one year old when this came out. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver.
1: Absolutely, no, yes.
0: absolutely not. What? No. Sigourney Weaver is a fox even today. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. I can't put the. I remember the name, but I don't know the face though. <sighs> the uh, you're gonna have to homework. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yes. Joan <laughs> Cusack. Cusack. Um, she's honestly, she's great. I think she'd do as good a job I, as you know, Jamie Lee Curtis did. Honestly.
1: Every time I see your name now, all I can think of is her and that and the shameless. The, the shameless. <laughs> oh,
0: man. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Isabella Rossellini? Isabella Rossellini. Once again, I recognize the name of Captain Fifth Face. Mary
1: Elizabeth Mastra Antonio? Uh, Master Antonio.
0: I'm sure, I don't remember that name. You don't know who that is. Dude. Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Uh, yeah. yeah. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. You uh, know who that is, right? Yes. Yeah. That woman great.
1: Jean, Jeannie Triplehorn? Don't know. Helen
0: Hunt. Helen Hunt. Uh... Isn't she a Twister? Guy. Yeah, Twister. Um, not about you. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know, I know, I know the movie. I'm trying to think if she good for the role or not. Um, I'm gonna say yeah, I mean, but but also not. Madeline really Stowe. Excited about that. Uh, Madeline who? Stowe. I don't know who that is. Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. Um Yeah, Kim Basinger would be cool. Valeria Golino.
1: I don't know who that is. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. would have been yeah, cool. And from our last episode, Deborah Winger. Deborah Winger. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sure. Why not?
1: Sure. Uh, Bill Paxton and Charlton Heston both appeared in Tombstone, although they don't share any scenes.
0: Who, the guy who said, Bill Paxton. Who was it? Charlton Heston. Charlton. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't, um, I don't
1: remember him in Tombstone. i do not in Tombstone either. Yeah. I'm not
0: to watch that again unless it's
1: a different Tombstone.
0: But no, it, no, it's surely that Tombstone. <laughs> surely. Don't be serious. <laughs> uh, don't be sure.
1: Uh, James Cameron personally called Charlton Heston to offer him the role of Chilby. When Heston asked why. Cameron responded, Because you're
0: awesome. I <laughs> needed
1: someone who can intimidate Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> g- all this g- is one of the g- g-
1: biggest is, stars. Man, in.
0: that is amazing. That's absolutely, that's a, that's a... <laughs> to know they're both right, too. Even Arnold would probably say, yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: For the spectacular Florida Keys climax, the production actually bought some redundant causeway links and restored the missing chunks so that they could blow them up to smithereens on screen.
0: <laughs> fantastic.
1: Good, and fantastic, last but not least, Cameron. Kyle... The high-rise set of the Harrier scene was hit by lightning during a sudden storm. Luckily, cast and crew had just broken for lunch and nobody got injured. But as a precaution, they had to keep an eye out for the weather for the rest of the shoot. So, Kyle,
0: there's your movie, True Lies. Let's hear it. Jimbo, I still kind of love this film. I think it's still pretty good. I still kind of love it. <laughs> Not as much as you once did. I think I enjoyed it a lot more the first time I saw it. And now that I watched it, I'm like, this movie... Is okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's exactly. not. It's not great. It's not. It's not great. I really don't think it's not great. Um, um, yeah, especially this 4K remaster. I think is not pretty really much of a remaster at all. It's more of just a re release that has a, a lot of bad of. Uh, a lot of bad transfer, right? So, like, it doesn't have the same film effect, of the same millimeter effect on a Blu-ray disc. It has, a, like, that kind of, like, AI-generated kind of smoothing over everything that I think looks really bad. It just takes all the character out of every single scene. Like It's like if they, if they merge a Technicolor the black and white. It's like, this, you lost what made it great. <laughs> um, so that makes it really bad for this remastering, especially. Um, but the film itself, content-wise, I think is still... Pretty funny. I think it holds up pretty well in comedy wise. Uh, I think Tom Arnold is great. I think Russell Singer is great. Jamie Lee Curtis always puts in a stunning performance. Um, that's pretty cool as well. So I think this film's still a fun watch to have. It's well worth watching, especially if you're a James Cameron fan and one of all this filmography. It's nice to have this film available again in any so any form, even though it's just kind of bad remaster. So I appreciate it on that level. Um, but for me, it's probably like a good solid seven out of ten. Like it's really good, pretty exceptional, even. But it's not great. It's not going to be a movie you're going to write in your top ten list necessarily. But it is going to be a movie you remember fondly. I think so. That's where I kind of stand on it. Where I think like that's, you know, good, not great. It's going to be where I live. Jimbo, how do you feel? Kind of echoing. Well, Kyle, it's been so long since I watched this. I
1: was expecting, in true Arnold Schwarzenegger fashion, the uh, blowing up action, destroy everybody on, kill everybody Achieve on screen, Mo kind of. Yeah, yeah. and soon did i realize that oh by the way this is a comedy Mm. um i don't know man i i it's entertaining to watch but you can tell especially the end scenes where arnold is in the uh the the harrier jet uh and when he like backs into like the window you can tell it's just so fake
0: like, it, like, you tell it's just a, a prop it, held up. It's it's weird. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I wonder, like, it feels like there could have been a, a much better version of this film if it was made five years before or five years after. Like, if it was an 89 or a 99 film, like, they would have got the special effects toned in Like, right if you made it today, era. it yeah. would
1: probably be a lot better.
0: Yeah, if you made it today, it would be a lot better. You know, of course, you've changed some of the character stuff a little bit. It'd be a different film today. Right, right, right. Um, but I'm just saying. to they did make that TV show, by the way. We didn't mention that. There was a one-season-run True Lies TV show that was bad. <laughs>
1: Remember, no, remember no. one season Imagine that. and then
0: i discovered it like last year <laughs> i didn't re- bring it up that's how much we care about it <laughs> um um but yeah a movie made today i think would be a lot better and a movie made like in the 80s could have been a lot cooler too because they would have had to rely on a lot more practical effects and this kind of early digital stuff they had back then which it doesn't hold up and today.
1: and i will say i i don't think that this at number eight on arnold schwarzenegger's list of greatest movies i can't put it in the top 10 maybe put even, Twins above it, I know that much. Maybe not even... I would put Commando above it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even think it's in the top I put 15. I'd Action it probably, Hero above it. It's probably not in the top 15, honestly, because both the Conan's are better than this. Yeah, even no, the no, bad no, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eraser's better than I, this. I, I get From it, what yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, like This this probably barely cracks his top 20, if we're being honest. Probably, yeah. 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 I mean, Jingle All The Way was even better, and it was comedy, too. I don't um, Jingle All The Way. <laughs> but... Uh, no, yeah, Phil Hartman. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> so for me, I probably get a six-five, maybe a seven. Oh, Phil Hartman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, eh, I mean, if you like Arnold, you're going to like it. If you like James Cameron, still has a lot of his bits too. You know? yeah, um, yeah. So it was okay. Jamie Lee Curtis did fine in it. Uh, Arnold did fine in it. Um, but you know, I was all right with the Terrace being a little stupid. But when, what well, really, well, really, when I just really turned me off is at the end when. He jumps on top of the Harrier jet as he's trying to rescue his daughter, as we talked about. Mm. And he goes into the the glass where the janitor's clean. Yeah. And then the guy just, the terrorist just falls back and and just racks himself between the... In the
0: nuts. yeah, Yeah, and I was like... Okay. You might as well have, like, a this bowling is... strike sound effect put in there, too, for how wacky they play that moment. Yeah. And so I, I re- like To like me, it's that just totally, went over the top. Totally, it's just all over the place, because, like, it's played a little too seriously in some scenes. Right. And then it's slapstick in the others, where, it like, it doesn't feel right. Like, there should have been the, either the more serious film or the much more funnier film. There right. been one so of those. So, you could have
1: been, like, Beverly Hills Ninja.
0: Yeah, something kind of like that. Yeah. and the, But they
1: tried to do... The best of both worlds. They're just a little too much of just. I don't know if they tried to piece to the action people as well as the comedy people, and that's why it happened.
0: But. I think it's a case where like the creatives are their own worst enemy in that case because I like, could see Cameron writing this film as a comedy, but then like he like he just writes more and more serious stuff as it goes, and then all of a sudden he has a he has a, like a little bit more of an overly serious film that has these weird super slapstick moments of the terrorists once again basically. Being and I scooges. think I was in the notes. I didn't really say it because I, I didn't want to bring
1: it up, but I think they said that he got a lot of the 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 plot. For this movie, by watching MTV
0: with no sound on, and I'm like, okay, Back- yeah, I, I, it makes sense. Actually, when you watch it, it does have like kind of a music video vibe. <laughs> right. That's also kind of why I bring up Michael Bay in it too, where it's like it just it's all style, and the substance is kind of missing there in kind of a way, where it's like it's just it's like it looks like it's just a flashy film, but what's actually going on under the hood isn't that deep, or it's kind of missing the point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, Kyle, that was your pick of True Lies next week. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have a hidden gem? Hidden gem? On on this podcast that I had never seen before, I picked it. Kyle had never be seen it before, but we both watched it, and we were just both pretty much blown Blown away by this episode uh, by this next movie coming up, and that is Sunset Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. If you have never seen Sunset Boulevard, you need to. It's it's We'll get to it next week because I don't want to take a lot of time here to do it. It's a powerhouse film. Stay tuned next week. It is definitely probably top 10 worthy of any list, maybe top 15 um, movies, greatest movies of all time. And uh, when you find out why, uh, it it just blows your mind. So uh, stay tuned for that. So if you'd like to reach us, we are thetragedysinema at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, the Tragedy Cinema Podcast on Facebook. Uh, We have a lot of fun on there, so. Without further ado, I think this episode's coming to a close and that's a wrap.
0: And cut.
1: Goodbye.